So can you guys tell me what you had for brunch? I want to know. Like, oh, uh, actually, Jonathan had something special in your honor. <gasps> oh my God, that is so. I had a, I had rice. Okay. <laughs> that is not. Honor. No, it was a sorrel <laughs> rice bowl. It was pesto with like pu- this. Okay. <laughs> I said it. You didn't say it. <laughs> so it we was, should shoot daggers at. Uh, <laughs> yes, yeah. I did, and I did not go in going. This would be perfect for, for the podcast. Welcome, everybody, to the Bull and the Badger podcast. This is Vanessa the Badger. And I am April. I am the Bull. Woot! Uh, this is the podcast where Asian American culture and mental health intersect. There's that moment where I almost I almost flopped. <laughs> what? I almost We almost had to do this over. <laughs> but I did it. Well, here. I'm glad you called attention to it because yeah. I didn't notice anything. I was like, Vanessa's doing a great job. Yeah. Better than any other episode we've ever done. Until the truth came out. <laughs> fake it until you make it or confess the truth okay um today uh is our first podcast with um white people um i i feel like we should have come up with a better way to like like slip that in and just see if people notice i just think we should just be blunt about it you know like white people white people they're here yeah um, they're here they're queer they <laughs> well <laughs> some of us are you know but um i guess like the thing that uh uh blinking uh i think though they wanted to also alternatively call this the gentrification podcast yeah i think that's very clever it's gonna work out <laughs> I, think this, I think this is gonna make it happen so i think one of the reasons why um we decided to have the white people on <laughs> i'm just gonna call it like this this epi- you know like monolithic group of two people <laughs> sitting across from us who are non-asian um and one who is actually not really white <laughs> but but that's we'll an interesting that. discussion right so um let's see uh but you know we we talk about white people and i think it's a lot of like culture talking that asian people do a lot of ways of just kind of differentiating you know, us. And you know what? I remember reading this article, um, you know, going through UCSD and like cultural studies and things like that. And there was this article titled, we don't sleep around like white women do. <laughs> and it was like, Whoa. you brought that up before. Have I? Yeah. No way. Yeah, you did. Yeah, I don't Lee even Spirit remember too. which one it was. It was Asian American but, studies. Yeah. But it was, it was just like, it was like a freshman class yeah. for literature. And I was just like, are you allowed to put that in the academic article? <laughs> but I think she was quoting someone, yeah. you know, it was very specific experiences. Yeah. Well, and I think that it's really important because, you know, we have all this culture talk and we want to be heard and we want to, you know, um, express opinions, but why not, you know, engage in a conversation with people who we're sort of comparing experiences with, you know, like when you I have a direct so like euphemistically. Why? Cause you know, like, the thing that you know was also brought up was like you know fresh off the boat uh-huh. and um in that first episode you know like they i say, don't know you have to tell me what happened I yeah seen it. <sighs> it's fine <laughs> <laughs> i hope all of asia america is staring you down right now <laughs> to be honest though i've only seen the first two episodes okay so you get a pass all right like I, after <clears> those <throat> first two episodes i was just like 
I cannot watch TV any longer. <laughs> I don't know what happened there. But um, uh, in that first episode, and I think it was really, at first I didn't register as a thing because I do it myself so much. But they're like, well, why do white people do that? You know, like they had Lunchables and he's like, I want Lunchables like white people have. And we're like, <laughs> you know, like I'm just like, uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. And then I was like, oh, yeah, that's on national television. Yeah. Like you can say, I think you can, you can identify other groups, uh-huh. you know, and that's Have you, more can you standard. remember the last time you said to yourself, like white people when you saw something? Oh man. It like happens on a daily basis though. Well, a couple of days ago I was walking my dog and I live in um, kind of a nice area in Orange County and I saw um, like a painted van, you know, and I kind of squinted to see what it said, like what the business was. And it was like boat repair. (laughs) And I was like, white people. (laughs) Wow. That's really specific. (laughs) I don't know. It's funny because when I was first discussing that with Cheryl too, like. Your roommate who's white. Yeah. My roommate who's white. Um. Like she was like, oh, like making fun of the dominant group is okay, because like the discussion was the the African-American female who had watched the show with us was like, if they had said black people, that would have been so not cool. And I was like, yes, you're right. And then she she couldn't articulate why. And I think Cheryl like put her finger on it. It was because it's like it's okay to make fun of the dominant group. And I think, you know, like it just happens very often that like, I don't know, I think I mean, every time I go to you know, like Santa Monica, I'm like, ugh, white people. <laughs> Why? Like Lululemon pants. I just, it's just like, it's just like, to me, it's like very specific ideas of white yeah. people. And it's like, I mean, obviously there's so many different kinds, but like, that's our context. Like if I had grown up anywhere else in the U S anywhere else, not LA, cause yeah. we're both basically Angelinos. Like right. we would have had much more access to like different types of white people white folk yes <laughs> but we know like the southern california like yeah. metropolitan white person and the the type that everybody else in the country hates actually and makes fun of i know okay well except that they make fun of rednecks you know which right Bummer town unless they're you know like they make duck calls and make millions of dollars so <laughs> nobody makes fun of those guys they'll find you um just kidding <laughs> Just kidding. Take it back. Vanessa looks around the room. Yeah. Scared. <laughs> um, but you know what? Let's, um, I think, I think we've la- left our guests, um, uh, in the radio silence for too long. <laughs> I definitely want them to jump in at this point. Okay. So our guests are Katie French and Jonathan Raul. Hello. Not Raul. Hi. No, not Raul. <laughs> Hello. Thank you. Thank you for waiting while we like found our way no that was really interesting that, that was, was good. great okay do you ever have any thoughts like white people every, i was gonna say i was like <laughs> every day honestly all the, i almost almost forget that i am white myself i'm so annoyed so constantly well your mom katie wasn't really brought up i wasn't like, necess- well my mom is a spanish teacher although she is a white person um <laughs> but she does not really acknowledge her white skin and she would like uh she's like always speaking spanish she would wear like traditional like mexican garb <laughs> <laughs> like on day of the Amazing. dead to her classroom <laughs> she ran the folklorico program uh at like a high school in east la which uh-huh. is the more mexican <laughs> i don't think even jonathan who is mexican has had a mother who has run a traditional mexican folk dance troupe. no um so yeah i growing up she would call me mija and <laughs> 
That is the funniest thing that your white mom, yeah. like, what's her name? Cheryl? Christina. Okay. Yeah. Oh, I liked, words. yeah, when you said, oh, my white roommate, Cheryl, I was like, just say Cheryl. We know. <laughs> Mira. That was obvious. No, you're like, Mira. Yeah. Mira. <laughs> hey, Chica. But actually, my mom and my aunt, uh, who are both white blonde ladies, mm-hmm. uh, they're both fluent in Spanish. And uh-huh. so growing up, uh, they would speak in Spanish when they didn't want me to hear. Uh-huh. And so I was like, almost like a weird, like if someone had just seen me, cause I would get really mad when they would do it. So I would just be like, we speak English in this house. <laughs> Listen to me. Like, just like a little neo-Nazi. Yeah. yeah. You would see like a white blonde haired blue, blue, like just like seek Kyling. Speak English. This is America. But the first word I ever learned was uh, chisme, which is chisme. gossip yeah. in Spanish. So yeah. So I have a multicultural thing, but almost actually, somebody brought up to me that uh you know there's two types of white people and that's like the kind that engages or doesn't engage with other cultures and then there's the kind that over engages and uh-huh. says things like i'm very multicultural and right. like i have a lot of yeah oh i don't i almost yeah. don't even Where's feel Buda white and- yeah yeah <laughs> and like tries to like obviously like drop their japanese or whatever on you and you're like mm, no <laughs> so i almost the whitest thing is almost to be too multicultural and so i feel like yeah. i i'm that kind of a white person yeah i had a we had a family friend say where's the makahara <laughs> And we were like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and she meant the molcajete, which is like that stone thing to like The crush. grinder. Yeah, to grind stuff. And we were like, for 10 minutes, like, what are you talking about? And she had to mime it. And we were like, oh my God, just say the grinder. I don't, they're, you know what they, that big stone like thing that they do. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah. Wait, what did she say again? The makahara. <laughs> I was like, in what? I don't know. I mean, but it was cute. It was funny. You know what I mean? Right. I it mean, wasn't offensive. It was right. Just, yeah. Oh, man. It's funny where you have to draw those lines, too, where you're like, yeah. do I correct them? Or just, like, actually, one one funny incident was uh, we used to do speech and debate together, April and I. And I was talking to, to this elderly gentleman. He's like, yes, I noticed a lot of Orientals around. And I was like, no. oh. Yes, there are a lot of Asians. But he and just like points to a bunch of rugs. Yeah. Like, oh. It okay. totally made sense. Like Aladdin, like flies yeah. by. Oh, that was racist. Well, I had a friend say that to me. I mean, like she kind of was kind of describing somebody and she'd written in an email, but sort of like it was fine, you know, like whatever. And I kind of stared at the email for a few minutes and hit reply and then very like gingerly wrote a reply of like actually we don't want to be called those things anymore <laughs> <laughs> you cannot use the following <laughs> well funny. no yeah but it's it's i mean that's really interesting so let's let's go a little bit more into both of your backgrounds and kind of like what's your context and then and then i think like our audience can get a hold of like where we're all coming from so um who wants to go first well let me start off since i invited you guys here um i know katie we worked together for many years like probably five years ago and we bonded over comedy and 90s music and karaoke and just all the awesome things that pillars of a strong friend exactly exactly and um i'm super excited that you know her comedy career is flourishing and she's oh on man television. oh man so flourishing <laughs> i can see you I mean, it's crazy before my yeah. eyes. <laughs> and jonathan is her quote comedy husband so yes i don't know if you guys want to talk more about how you sort of got together we have actually we've been you know comedy's weird because it's not like by age you've been doing it. it's kind of like when you start that's like when your high school class kind of starts so we've been in the same high school class uh from the beginning yeah just in different cities but we would cross paths at this open mic called coffee gallery yeah which is where i would see katie made a mutual friend called claudio and i would always he love sounds like snake. Stuff. 
Yes, <laughs> Claudio's like Chilean, right? Uh, he's he was a uh, an Ecuadorian and Chilean. A, a, did you say an Ecuadorian? <laughs> an, Ecuador, an Ecuadorian. Yeah. You're really big with the uh, Ecuadorian. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and so then she moved here, and then we became um, closer friends. Yeah, and we decided awesome. to start a show together, and then now we're doing sketches to promote that show, and and it is called Straight White Males. Yes. So why did you call it Straight White Males? Because together uh, in the comedy community, like we equal one straight white male. Yeah. Because she's straight, she's white, and I'm male. So you just have to leave all of yeah. our diversity out. And yeah. We equal one. Ignore all the, yeah, yes. that I'm a woman and you're a. Yeah. And it's also meant to be tongue in cheek because comedy is just oversaturated with straight white guys. Um, and a lot of lineups, it's all straight white males and maybe one token, whatever. And I don't mean token as if like they're not funny. A lot of times the the woman or the person who's not white is very funny, mm -hmm. but they, the lineups are mostly white and we try to do the opposite where we will have like one white person on. I mean, where it's not like a rule, but we try to make a more diverse lineup and it's kind of poking fun of how like the norm is that it's kind of dominated so by straight like white guys. So you're like flipping that. Yeah. We're flipping it, yeah. But I just um, want to mix it up. Straight yeah. males, we call them, it's like SWM, so we call them swims because we're big swim fans. Yeah. <laughs> but we would never we like not swims. book anyone because they're straight. We just, the main yeah. criteria is you need to be funny. But we do think about our lineups and different perspectives and putting that together. for Because for a good show, you don't want all straight white guys, just like you don't want all gay guys on it. You know, I'm gay because you, you're going to get similar perspectives. So the you want different thing. people. Yeah, so often I would, because it's hard because there's so many guys that they just like a generic cookie cutter version of each other it's like yeah. glasses and plaid white shirt and like <laughs> i've had so many guys like i'll introduce myself to them and maybe we've met before in the past but i truly am like i'm sorry you do all look alike yeah. <laughs> and i'll be like they'll be like i'm mark and i'm like oh you're the one with the star wars joke <laughs> are you the 50th yeah. one with the and star wars joke and it's interesting with comedy because you actually are getting their perspective and their kind of cultural reference and it it does start to bleed together unless they have something about them that is a little bit unique which is you can be a great comedian no matter what you are. But I feel like especially when you're starting out, it kind of can be like just you can't tell people apart in terms of the, the it's so male dominated, particularly white males. Yeah. So there's Star yeah. Wars. What other um, hallmarks are there? Oh this? I mean, what other than like this? dick jokes, smoking weed. That's a real original topic. Uh, video games. I've never heard yeah. of this smoking of the weed. <laughs> yeah, It's exciting. A lot of like yeah. um, sassy commentary on films. And uh, yeah. a lot of like, you know, like, okay, Tarantino. Right, right. A <laughs> lot of um, why you get to say fag because you were called fag in high school. Like, the yeah. or why you can say the end. Like, a lot of that. Because yeah. oh. I grew up listening to that. Like, it's like, great. But like, literally, just so many people talk about that and they think that it's original. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. Oh. Also, don't agree with that. But. Yeah. <laughs> no, I was like, huh. Seems like they want to explain for something. No, exactly. There's a lot of that. And yeah. Well, how do you feel about like, I mean, obviously I still want to dig into your backgrounds, right. you know, and how you both grew up and things like that. Yeah. With my T-Rex arms. <laughs> um, I'm motioning with T-Rex arms. Laugh at Will. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, for you guys in, in, producing this comedy lineup how important is diversity and how does it play into it i mean obviously like it's it's one of those things that's important because you designed it that way but how does it practically add something because like we say that all the time like oh yeah we should have diversity within this thing or that but nobody ever knows how that practically works itself out a lot of times 
Well, I think you don't want, we don't ever book something for the sake of diversity. We don't ever say like, oh, we, we want this person on because they're going to fill this quota. Mm. But we have like a huge list of people we know through comedy who we want on, but having them on in the same lineup may not cultivate a good show. Yeah. You know? Even those guys that are like, there can be four guys of all different backgrounds. Yeah. We're like, Oh, but they all kind Great of comics. have the same energy or vibe. Exactly. You know? so yeah. We, it could also be energy diversity too. Some oh, people are that. too low energy and we don't want all three low energy comedians right. um, back to back. We want to switch the energy up. And it's also the same with perspectives and perspective is really important, but that plays into where you come from in your background. So obviously a woman's perspective is going to be very different than a man. So it is important to have women on show. And a lot of times you'll see shows where there are no women on it and it's mm. not really thought about. And less women do do comedy, but there's a lot that you can choose from. We always have set one or two women on each yeah. line, if not more. We've had lineups where we've had three women on and not even thought about it. It just worked out that way. Yeah. One thing that has been interesting for me in comedy is because there are, you know, like there's like diversity showcases and all these things. And I always thought that like, oh, I don't qualify. But truly like in comedy as a white woman, I'm still I'm still considered diverse. Right. Mm. So scholarships and festivals and programs, it's that always was so surprising to me. I would see stuff and be like, oh, I can't do it. And they're like, no, you're even as a white blonde woman <laughs> there. We still need you to count as diversity. Right. So. Tina Fey said that in her book only in, or I think she said at the Mark Twain award when she was accepting uh. that she said only in comedy is a white girl from the suburb sub, from the suburbs considered a diversity candidate. Right. Yeah. You wow. know, and, but that's how, that's it's how so it really, saturated, so with. oversaturated with straight white guys, you know, yeah. have which we do love and we do love them. We do. We, love we them. want to be very not, clear. We love them so yeah. much. We named our show after them. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're embracing that audience. And yeah. most people loved the name, but then there were people who did not like the name and they oh. all had one thing in common. <laughs> they were all straight white males. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, that is, yeah. that was funny when we first came what, out with it. Yes. Yeah. What were the, what were the comments? Well, a lot of, a lot of people either like instantly got it and were like, that's hilarious. I've had a lot of comics be like, that is the best show name. Right. And a lot of straight white guys loved the name. There's yeah. just the thing that they all had in common who didn't like the name. They were all straight white males. But, were they yeah. like angry inside? Um, <laughs> just well, curious. My <laughs> friends actually said, I feel like if I did a show that was named straight white males, it wouldn't be received. I was like, of course not. That's the point. You're straight white <laughs> male. You know, so that's the complaint I got. But what did you get, Katie? Yeah, it was the same thing. Or they would just be like, I don't get it. I'm like, that's right. Because, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> you don't need to, sweetheart. <laughs> if I have to explain the joke, it's no longer funny. Yeah. 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 Oh, wow. Okay. So now that, um, that, that was an amazing discussion of comedy. I'm, I'm even interested in like lineups and like how that works and just, but that's not why we're here today, is it? <laughs> well, speaking of having negative feedback, like we were just watching the very funny video that you guys made, which was called How White People Order, what is it? Vietnamese food. Vietnamese food. Yeah. yeah. And so um, to please explain it and like talk about the feedback you got. Yeah. So that was a sketch we did. How do we come up with that idea? Oh, we were talking about something, we were just, probably food. We're yeah. in the food. Uh, <laughs> and I was talking about how, how white people were like, they're so excited to like go order ethnic food, but then oftentimes for myself included, they'll be like, I would be like, and actually could I get that mild and yeah. put this on the side? Like I do whiteify it a little yeah. bit. Like we were talking about Mexican restaurants where I feel like if a Mexican restaurant uses cheddar cheese, it's like sacrilegious to me. Like I can't handle it. Like I don't, I go crazy. Like I have to specify like at least use authentic Mexican cheese or at least Jack cheese. Like, but an orange cheese on Mexican food, I just hate. What and if it's carne asada fries though? 
I've never had those, but that does that sounds like a like a fusion thing, which I'd be Cindy, fine with. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> different yeah. category. Yeah, sorry, but go <laughs> on. But we were talking yeah. about yeah how we would like de- and I was like oh we should do a sketch where like we actually uh, make so many substitutions and changes where it actually comes back as totally white food. Right, <laughs> that um, was an amazing reveal. Yeah, which I'm sorry I kind of gave it away, but whatever. Watch the thing. Spoiler. But it went really. Our friends put it on uh, this website, Food Beast, and it went really well. And it seemed like every Vietnamese person in Southern California tagged all their friends. Really? Because I had Vietnamese people <laughs> whose moms were like sending them the sketch and they were like, Oh, those are, that's my friend Katie. <laughs> so I, I gained like five like Vietnamese mom fans on Facebook who now like, like all my stuff and they love oh, you, they've never French. met me, but it's so sweet. That and they're like, sweet. straight yeah. white males doing she really understands. well with the yeah. Vietnamese mom crowd. Yeah. yeah. And I'll, I'm like, how does your mom pronounce her name? I don't know. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but no, it was very sweet. But so we did this sketch and it went really well. And, but of course it was the same thing same problem as when we you know came up with straight white males where the sketch everyone who got it got it and loved it and then it was the only people who hated it were white people who were like if this if this was how black people order it would be racist yeah okay of course make fun of white people they were so angry um and it also is which several people commented um which i'm glad they did it's also a kind of a lighthearted joke it's not i don't really feel like it's not a it's not vicious. It's not vicious at all. But it, it was just, we were also kind of poking fun of at ourselves. Yeah, you know, of course. Too. Like, I am Latino, but I do look white and I do enjoy all the benefits of the white man. <laughs> but it, but that we, so we do kind of encounter that where people think that about us. And I kind of see it in myself sometimes. And I'm just like, Ugh, you know, but yeah. it was kind of also self-deprecating, too. I thought that read a lot, but a lot of people didn't get it. But yeah. the interesting thing was so... There was the the regular angry commenters, which are fine. But then because I think because the title was how white people blank. Right. Apparently the KKK or someone must have Google (laughs) alerts for the phrase white people. Oh, for sure. Because (laughs) they found someone found it. And all of a sudden we got like a barrage and you could tell that like one white supremacist guy found it and then like sent it out in like the KKK newsletter or something to all his friends. And so all of a sudden we got this barrage of comments and it was people whose profile photos were like swastikas and like KKK grand wizards. Oh, um, we, we got wizards angry. At we us, got guys. grand wizards angry at us. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And they were like, they would imagine you. Resume. Yeah. <laughs> they were like, um, they're, yeah, they're like, you fuck to me. It was like, you liberal cunt. Like you, they're like, you're a disgrace to white people. And I was they like, we, ch- we were traitors to our race. Yeah. Yeah. And I was like, I'm a double agent. So yeah. <laughs> one, the crazier thing is that one guy did say about Jonathan. He was like, in what world does this guy pass as white? Yes. Which honestly, yeah. to me, I'm like, I rarely ever receive that. It's usually like, you're not white, you know? Yeah. So I was like, thank yeah. you. You know what I mean? Like, that's so nice. He's, he's like, acknowledged. Yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, Somebody and, else put like on because they'd seen our other video they were like um jews like just about us oh just so i was that, like we don't just jews it doesn't yeah. matter i've gotten mistaken for jew i went to christian school and the first question the kid that was assigned to take me around to show me the school asked me was are you jewish which that didn't make and i know that jewish kids can go to christian school but for some reason it's like a recurring theme in my life where people think Rin. i'm jewish which is great that's awesome you know you're gonna pass for so many things so many things um and so oh and then we also got which is not related to race but they said uh she is way out of his league oh, yeah. <laughs> that was a comment I did like that one i actually i like that myself she, I think- she screenshotted it and then reached it <laughs> fair i think also katie's a little bit out of your league technically that's no what that's it, what they that's said what they said did oh, i say I mean, that wrong i mean no 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 
Jonathan's out of my league. Yeah. Yes. Because he wouldn't <laughs> be. He's cute. not going after you. Sorry. I know. Right. I'm sorry, right, right, right. Katie. I know. Yeah. We're I'm in different ba- lanes. I'm too basic. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. <laughs> but, um, oh, but then back to the KKK thing. So, uh, yeah, race. Oh, then they said like, um, they warned me that the race war was coming and which side am I on? <laughs> and I was like, obviously on the Lil Wayne side, like 100%. <laughs> No, like can you imagine like oh god they would just listen to country music in their bunker the whole time but um yeah, reading the Turner yeah. diaries and stuff oh a guy one guy tweeted at us and again his like profile photo was like a swastika but he had two followers so i was like mm, not too worried about you yeah, it's always people yeah. with no followers yeah. that just use it to speak it's their actually hate. their mom and yeah probably their dog yeah but they had their own hashtag that they kept using it was something like hashtag 1922 and they kept like linking to this wikipedia Ooh. article and it was apparently uh, in Oklahoma or in Tulsa, there was like a huge race riot in like the twenties, something like that. That I, I think is their own, like, it's going to happen again. Like, let's get ready for it. Yeah. But literally they had their own like hashtag. It was like 1922 rises again or something crazy. But I usually, a lot of the comments we kept on there, but they're the ones that I just like banned, 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 banned. Were you scared in any way or you just No, 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 no. Um, the video did really well, but there's been like way more, videos with way more way more attention that were like people would get you know bigger high way high profile people like i think i would be scared in that position but for us no Mm. no they're they're stupid yeah i'm not afraid no no it's yeah oh sorry go go ahead no i was just gonna say that it's this video is actually really apropos i feel like there's a lot more content out there that pokes fun at different things especially coming from buzzfeed has anybody noticed that like a lot of there was like very poc like it's friendly color yeah people of color friendly and like very like like very well, what I, well, the one that groups. was very specific like 20 things lesbian filipinos hate <laughs> <laughs> they're like, getting a little segmented <laughs> it's a little I alienating read through it and i was like okay i think i'm understanding their struggle a little more yeah i guess they were like today is about intersectionality <laughs> yeah there's <laughs> but i do like that this age that we're in where everything is so like niche and if you are mm. something specific you can find content that mm. is for you and right. i think that that's makes you feel less alone i really like yeah. that so do you feel like the internet then is a more like unifying force versus divisive or um i would like to think so but it does make it hard it, it has its negatives like it also d- definitely makes it harder for us to it, it makes it easier for us to get seen i guess on the internet but it makes it harder for us to make money for sure i feel like there's, as comedians yeah, yeah and just in culturally there's so much segmentation that yeah like my mom like i was saying she's a high school teacher and she was saying that like throughout her career she always liked like you know when she was first a teacher she's very cute she's totally like uh, she tries so hard to like get these kids to like relate culturally. Mm-hmm. And she is always, uh, trying to make like Spanish relevant to their lives. So that's not just like, Oh, this is when you order tacos, you should use this. Right. You know, she tries to like make them watch Selena a lot. <laughs> yes. oh. That's a that big move. <laughs> Whenever it comes on TV, I have to watch it. It's just for old time's sake, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I relate to that movie so much cause she like couldn't really speak Spanish like fluently. Uh-huh. And I loved that because that's so my experience of like sitting in front of people and kind of having to half-ass broken Spanish yeah. your way through a conversation. But she was so charismatic. So yeah. charismatic. Yeah. And unlike me, where people would be like, <laughs> just leave. Just yeah. I love that scene when she's like, estoy muy, muy excited. excited. Yeah. And they're like, oh, she did both cultures. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, at her best. Yes. <laughs> totally. What was I, I was saying something about my mom uh, trying to make things relevant. And she's I to- super cute. And <sighs> I totally lost the train of thought. 
uh, to her kids, Spanish, um, relevant. Oh, she was saying that when she was a, uh, a younger teacher that because it was like, there wasn't that much media, everyone was kind of listening to the same top 40. So she would like do an exercise where she would, uh, like translate a, a popular band's name into Spanish. Mm. Um, and then give the kids the worksheet and then they'd all have to like translate it, you know? And oh, she was cool. like, that worked really well when, um, she, like one year she did like death cab for cutie, but it was like Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> it was very cute. Um, muerto. Yeah. Muerto de coche. I don't know. Um, yep. but she, uh, el, tar- el taxi. Yeah. The, um, the chulo. <laughs> yeah. Something. But, uh, she was saying it's so hard now to like try to create, relevant culture because all the kids are into something so different like one kid's into like edm and yeah she's like there's no like collective culture that she right. can like hey this relates to you because mm. of this you know there's no songs or because everybody's just like in their own in their own lane yeah wow in some ways though i mean it's you know it's the pro and con of everything because you feel more included and like you found your people but right. then it's also because you found your tribe right. then you, you stay then you in your stay. you know we're just wow. say segregation is alive and well on the internet uh, with the lesbian Filipinas. <laughs> they got their day in the sun. Yeah, yeah. One BuzzFeed article. I think we touched on it a lot already like what their context is uh-huh. but c- is, can we make it more explicit is that all right or is what that rehashing thing like okay so like what are your parents heritage like where you know like okay you know yeah um, yeah we can go through that sure. uh do you want you you go this time uh okay um i grew up in iraq which is actually is not too far from arcadia from yep. you guys yeah Igorats. Yeah. Awesome now. Yeah. I also love gentrified. Now. Also very gentrified. Because <laughs> when I was growing up in Iraq, it was all Filipino. Like it was very Filipino. That was where the, I think um, the first Jollibee and stuff was. Yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. In the Iraq mall. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, and then now it's still Filipino, but there's a lot more white people than there used to be. Um, and yeah, no, my family's um, Mexican. My mom's from Michoacan. And then my dad's half Mexican, half white, okay. which is why I have that last name uh but we're all very like what generation uh i'm first generation on my mom's side and like seventh generation on my dad's side his Mm -hmm. mexican um side goes back to like new spain in new mexico so they're very like it's been in that land for a long time i guess i mean i don't they're definitely ranchers and stuff so yeah sweet um so yeah that's where i came from and uh yeah, grew up in LA, started comedy when I was 18. Um, have you identified like, like as Mexican? I mean, I, like how much I did that play into your life? I absolutely do. And I went through a time in high school where I was like a cultural, like awakening, but, um, I don't know. I feel like with comedy, I've, <laughs> uh, I, I've worried about, um, my own ethnicity and identity a little bit less. Um, but I feel like there was a time in high school where I was so into like my Mexican heritage, especially because I didn't have it on my skin and like it wasn't always in people's faces like other people have to deal with. Um, and even my sister, like my sister Monica is visually like she looks very Latino and the other, my other sisters and I, we don't. So mm-hmm. we can like see differences in how we, in how we kind of um, encounter society, encounter the world. Um 
but yeah, I've, I've always been called like, Oh no, you're not Latino. You're white. Like literally people being like, no, you're not like, just like telling me I'm not, um, which is fine. And I've actually learned to just let that go. It's like, I don't need people to validate me or my culture. I know what I am. That's totally fine. But I also have to acknowledge, I know because of how I look, the advantages I actually do have. And so to count that as a weird blessing in a way, you know, Mm -hmm. because you don't have to, you know, people won't look at me weird when I enter a shop if they have a prejudice against Latinos. They just, because they won't identify me as that right away, you know? Mm -hmm. So when that guy commented that, I was like, oh my God. And what (laughs) were you like, why? I was like, oh my goodness, thank you so much. (laughs) Yeah. Wait, so even growing up in Eagle Rock where it was predominantly um, like Latino, was there kind of like people placing you within a specific group we we had a podcast earlier where there was someone who's chinese and mexican who's like half chinese half mexican Mm -hmm. growing up in fresno and so it's this negotiation of like where do i belong everybody's always asking me who are you what no 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 not who are you but what are you right yeah so did you ever experience any of that growing up first of all that question what are you is so like objectifying is that the word like it like Mm -hmm. it makes you like feel like not as much of a person. I don't know. It makes you feel like, like a product or something. I don't know. I don't like that question, but, um, no, I actually was always assumed to be white. Mm. And then when it was revealed, then you could see like a (laughs) different, like the reveal of like, yeah, you could see them being like, Oh really? That is so surprising. Cause I never would have thought you of one as, as that, you know, and there's, there were a few people, I grew up around pretty progressive people. So, but there were a few people who you could see there like, vibe or energy change but most mm. people i think would just kind of accept that and be like okay but would still think of me as white and i feel like that time in high school i was so like just so irate and kind of like i don't want to even be looked at as that and it was a big cultural identity crisis you were like and then Chicano and yeah. like- yes i like made murals on my walls <laughs> yeah. and stuff like it aztec was, like really was... ripped aztec dudes <laughs> it, did you do mecha and stuff like that Oh yeah. I like, I, yes. Like I would read all about, I didn't completely agree with them, but I, um, yeah, I was definitely slanted towards that. And then I kind of just really mellowed out because you just, you can't let everyone else, you can't be seeking validation, especially for something that you already know is a part of you. You can't be looking out at the world and being like, but I, I need you guys to acknowledge it. It's like, it's, if they don't acknowledge it, it's fine. It doesn't change the fact that, that it's, it's true, you know? But I can say you do still feel very bonded to your roots because last weekend um, we got drunk and Jonathan got very drunk and he started asking everyone. So So how much native blood do you think you have? (laughs) Blackout drunk. Don't even remember this question. And then he was like, for me, I think it's between. Oh my God. And then he was telling us like aunt's stories. We found this old um, like family tree that like listed a few people's, just a few people's like way back when, when they would like still list that stuff, like lineage where like this person's mom was like indigenous. It was like crazy old. It was really interesting just on my mom's side. So I only have that. But um, that was pretty fascinating. So that's I've been thinking about that's that a lot so recently. Yeah. But that's what friends are for. To remember, remind you, what oh, stupid God. things did you do? <laughs> you were so, so I thought dumb. it was so funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> You're like very aggressive about it. Oh, yeah. When I got black, I think when I get blackout drunk, which I have not done that much, but this past weekend or whatever, I did uh, 
I got like really defiant or something. It was not good. Um, I just woke up in the dark in on the bathroom floor. I di- didn't start there. I don't know what that was. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. That's Again, so- you were shirtless. You had like a feather. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Tangled in your Summoning hair. your yes. gods. Yes. Oh my. That's amazing. Um, and then I also grew, and then I also like, figured out that I was gay so then that I was also it, that's also very weird being part of a Latino family and being gay um it's just much more um I feel like for a Latino family mine was actually super accepting mm. but I've had friends who are gay that are part of Latino families which that would not be accepted and they had to stay closeted or p- part of the family kind of disowns them um but with me it was just kind of looked at as like like kind of gross but it wasn't um I wasn't disowned I was pretty much accepted by most people except for my sister who's very religious but Mm. um but yeah I feel like once I figured out I was gay and kind of accepted that I think um I had so much label stuff floating around in my mind that I just dropped it all and I was just like just be a person I can't I can't be identifying with all these things did that did all those kinds of uh, feelings happen around the same time yeah because in high school I went through that cultural awakening that cultural crisis then dealing with being gay and dealing with my religious background and it was so insane so I had religion I had sexuality I had um, my ethnicity it was just a bunch of jumble and I just had to be like I am those things but those things don't define me just leave it alone know they're a part of you but don't let it dictate who you are you know last two questions yes. i'm sorry this is actually done with this podcast now i'm sorry i love you know, it i actually time. have follow-ups no. too you know, right? i really do you're just like now i'm just like delve delve this is the t-rex arms that i'm talking yeah. about so um my last two questions um and then katie you should yes go i'm so sorry i've hogged uh, no i want to actually i have a what, question is there for a you. word for that hogged no oh, i just hog. i just hogged i heard pogged and i was like is that a podcast <laughs> um when people were like, no, you're white, did that come from the Latino community? And then when you talk about identity and not having other people identify you, what do you see as your primary identity then? Like, or not that you're like, I have this label, but like, what is, when I think about identity, it's like a puzzle, your favorite jigsaw puzzle. <laughs> and like, what are the biggest pieces in that puzzle? So I'm just curious. Um, when people would tell me, no, I'm white, it would come from both Latinos, white people and non-Latino or white people, just like other people as well. Um, but I do feel like Latino people, once they find out you are Latino and especially cause Latino's not actually like a, a race. Mm. So I feel like, like they, Asian. yeah. So they will be like, um, Oh, you, you're, well, you're totally white. Like you act like really white, but then they kind of soften quicker and are just like, okay, but you are Latino. So they kind of like, I guess figured you out in some way in their mind. So there is more of an acceptance there because they know that's where you come from, Mm. but definitely white people will just kind of categorize you as like, yeah, but you're not really like you're white. They almost like want you part of them. It's very weird. Ooh, Everybody's fighting over you. That's what I, well, that's what I, I feel like they're like, but, but you're like me. So there's no way you could be Latino. And there is something Mm. I think a little bit racist there. Like as if, because you're you talk like me because you look like me there's no way you could be an other i don't know i, I it's you very must strange. be a duck yeah <laughs> you know and not the turducken that you are <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i don't i don't know i i think those were mainly the reactions um 
in terms of what I identify as, I definitely identify as Latino and gay and all that stuff, but I try not to let those things define me or anything. I talk about them in my comedy, but I, I don't walk around being like, God, I'm on the, the journey of a gay Latino man in America. Like, I don't, I don't walk around like thinking of myself that way. What would you, I don't call, think what would you call that show? Um, gay Tino? Gay Tino. The Gay Tino. And no, hour. my name's not Tino. <laughs> That's the tagline. Yeah. And no, his name is not Tino. And it's me in like a neon shirt with a tan. Oh my. Yeah. Actually, I mean, that even produces questions about white gay culture, but I want Katie so to... Yes. Oh, but really quick, I, want, I think you kind of answered it, but did within your extended family, did you feel like you weren't Mexican enough for them? Yes, absolutely, especially with my grandparents and the older generations, because mm. I wasn't taught Spanish as a first language. I was taught it broken, so I learned English and then learned Spanish kind of growing up, but it doesn't stay unless they completely immerse you in it. So I can have... Um, kind of little conversations, but in terms like I would never be able to do a whole podcast in Spanish like this, mm. like fl completely fluent. And they would look at me with like shame as if it's my fault that I don't know Spanish. But that's not something that is ever a child's fault. They grow up speaking the language that they're taught. You know, that's the parents' responsibility. Yeah. Was it um, an was it like a very uh, it, was it what your parents wanted? Like they did that on purpose that they wanted to, or that's just what happened. That's just what happened because yeah. my mom, she came over here when she was six years old and mm -hmm. she definitely spoke Spanish all the time at home, uh -huh. but she had become a citizen at 19. She just mostly mm -hmm. spoke English and then she speaks fluent Spanish with her family members always. But I guess just with me, she just, cause her and my dad mostly spoke English, you know, mm -hmm. they're, definitely more Americanized. So they just spoke English with me. So mm -hmm. that's really what happened. I was around a lot of Spanish and I have good pronunciation, which is funny because when I'm like working at the bakery that I work at, if someone who only speaks Spanish comes in, I'll speak Spanish to them. I can take their order fine. Oh. But because my pronunciation's good, but I'm not actually fluent, they'll assume that I can now talk about like <laughs> what classes they're taking at PCC or whatever. And their sports. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh, I don't know. And then just they're like... Just name bread things. Yeah. <laughs> but it must sound odd if someone was like, hi, how are you today? Um, what do you want to get to... Yeah. It's so perfect English. And then yeah. you're just... You decide to talk to them about something more complicated. And they're like... Okay. Like that would just be so weird. You'd be like, how did you speak that perfectly? But you know, they just don't have the grammar or anything. So yeah, that's it's funny. Vocabulary. Yeah. I don't have, vocabulary. um, I can refer you to a really wonderful Spanish teacher who is well, all about yeah. culturally she relevant. She will make you watch Selena so much. Really? <laughs> Katie's mom. Yeah. All my friends had her Senora Garner, Fullerton high school. Shout out. Oh. Senora. Yeah. Senora Garner. Maestra. Wearing the, the, you know, the, the traditional full, dress. Full out in her calaveras <laughs> or whatever. Frida Kahlo garb. Yeah, Frida Kahlo. <laughs> so much, so much Frida in the house. So how about you, Katie? What's your background? My my biological background. Um, so, so white. I know that's uh, every comedian always goes like, so I'm white. And it's like, yeah, we can tell. <laughs> okay. And I'm also like a, a blonde haired, blue eyed, like natural blonde. So I am pure, <laughs> quite pure. Um, no, it's English and Swedish and uh, my great-grandmother was like from Sweden and it's all northern Scandinavian thing and we actually on my mom's side my mom's maiden name is Barnum related uh. to P.T. Barnum of, uh. of the circus circus fame yeah but what's interesting is because of that he was like hella rich in the 1800s and he was like yo I want to know my lineage so he could pay to like oh. have it traced so we actually have it back to like 
I almost want to say like the year like 10 or not 10 the year 10 uh 1000 <laughs> like so we have it like all the, the way back through like 1, king henry the eighth's like court and like some sirs like oh, my wow. one grandfather was like sheriff of london in 1598 what? which means not, he was like him? a real chill fun guy <laughs> girl we gotta go to england girl, girl we gotta go see where he burned all them witches <laughs> uh yeah not great like they always are like oh and we have like knights and like royalty i'm like evil people that is not chill by the way we're going really far back with your answer. yeah yeah <laughs> You're like oh, in 1556, <laughs> <laughs> which is the whitest person thing to say too. Yes. We get we love but to go back to that part. Trace that back, especially I know. you know, like which maybe actually I remember a Filipino girlfriend of mine saying that she was like, yeah, actually, what really sucks is that like you get to like know your history, and my whole like ancestors like fuck, we got to get the fuck out of this village. <laughs> Who gives a fuck about my family tree? Yeah, you know. So that is a, a unfortunate thing. But I also think that because uh, P. T. Barnum was rich, that they like. I think they padded his history with like, uh-huh. oh, did you know you're related to all these like knights and Loyalty. shit? So that's my theory, but people in my family don't want to know that. Um, <laughs> you should just claim all the shields yeah. and the crest. Yeah. <laughs> but my parents are super into like white culture, it, like old school white culture in that like I grew up doing Irish step dancing and my mom is into folk dancing and my dad uh, is like a pagan Viking, like an actively worshipping pagan. <laughs> Does he do weird. the games, the Viking games? Um, so, I mean, define, I mean, it, like sacrificing animals. Yes, that is a fun game that we do play in my <laughs> house. Wait, no. Viking versus Druid, right? That's funny. I don't know. Oh, your grandpa's the Druid. <laughs> yeah, my grandpa. <laughs> Not a grand wizard though. Yeah. No. Um, that was way back when. Yeah, so old, so old. So, uh, uh, yeah, I have a weird like split thing where my mom is like very cultural, but she's also very into her own culture. And like my mom and my stepdad are in like Swedish folk dancing troops and bands. And That's they amazing. are like, like I was my, I always called it cultural abuse growing up because it was like every weekend we had to go to a different <laughs> cultural event. <laughs> And like my mom does like Oktoberfest. So she's like in her little like dirndl outfit. And then so fun. I was so mortified growing up by <laughs> everything. Like my family, like I, we were talking about, I'm like, I'm the normal sheep in a sheep of, wait, black fan, I, whatever. I'm the yeah, normal black. one, but everyone else is weird. It's yeah. a black sheep. Yeah. yeah. And I grew up always being like, y'all are crazy. I just want to like be a normal person, but we have to go to all these folk dancing fairs and like i literally i did river dance before it was river dance like in the early 90s yeah i did irish step dancing and are there pictures and my parents oh and i didn't even mention that my parents were renaissance fair people so yeah. oh yeah that's a whole other that, i feel like layer. that's starting to come into the package like as soon as you are like doing pagan sacrifices like ren fairs are like every day yeah right? oh yeah that's where yeah my parents and to be clear that was that's my biological dad not my um, mm-hmm. mom and stepdad who are the more normal ones <laughs> but yeah renaissance fair everybody in my groups. family worked at the renaissance fair uh so i was like the child wench just like <laughs> waiting child. for the plague to hit my village <laughs> hoping it would are you gonna be the one that survives yeah who knows? <laughs> who knows uh so yeah really super i try to so explain like, like you're super culturated versus your, yes your you know random white person yeah yeah but like embarrassingly embarrassingly so do you do you find that like you people just generally don't talk about like white backgrounds and white cultures or european i should say like like with each other or um that's a good question yeah i don't i guess i don't sit around with my white friends being like so (laughs) how pure is your blood Um, how how much much non-native blood do you have (laughs) unfortunately there was a great 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 grandparent that was 
one sixth Cherokee. Oh my gosh, uh, that's so sad. Know, How did you get shame. through it? Gotta breed it out. Like. <laughs> no. no, but I do find actually myself to be very uninterested when people like unless they have a clear line of like relatives in wherever it is. But when people are um, like a quarter Polish and like a third French. And yeah. I think I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> who cares? Cause that's every white person in the U S yeah, but they don't have any duh. direct connection yeah. to those cultures anymore. Mm. You know? Yeah. You're like Except for you. water. Well, my mom <laughs> so. told me, um, apparently Sweden, uh, like this, this is so Scandinavian. They like apologize to every Swedish person who ever had to like leave to like immigrate somewhere else because of shitty monarchy. <laughs> and so they were because like, of what? because of like the monarchy was bad. Okay. So that's why a bunch of all European or Swedish people fled. Yeah. So apparently they like in the last five years, like apologize to them all. And if you have your like relatives, like actual Swedish birth certificate, you can repatriate. Oh really? So we have like my, they're doing my, like birthright. Yeah. For Swedes. Yeah. So my mom's like, if the apocalypse ever happens, we can actually go be repatriated. Yeah. in Sweden. I feel like really they cold, all left guys. because it's cold. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. That's probably why they left. And they, they didn't like fish as much as everybody else. Yeah. They didn't want like weird cow intestine or sausage. Like yeah. they just, <laughs> Scandinavian food's very odd. Yeah, I actually am not, I'm not attracted to the culture because I don't eat seafood and I told right. you, I feel, <laughs> that makes me feel racist around Asian people. <laughs> I'm like, it's not, it's not you. It's not that you have weird food. I just don't, I don't even eat my own people's weird <laughs> fermented you, shark. You like said yeah. pho correctly on your video and it was like floored. I was like, yes, that's say pho. <laughs> that's shout out to my Vietnamese friends who I want to yeah. respect. But actually to make it more authentic, we should have not said pho. I know correctly because of our characters would not have said fuck. Yeah, correctly. but then you wouldn't have been able to do the next joke, right? The yeah, fo- funny. Oh yeah, yeah, funny. Yeah, that was my yeah. one of our. <laughs> but actually, I do feel like they would. They would because we wanted to be like foodies. That's a big problem with white people, right? They're like, yeah, I do know how to authentically say everything. Yes, oh, even yeah. though they don't know. Yeah, really. So we were trying. Yeah, the word authentic. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. Uh, can I get the chilaquiles? Yeah, <laughs> like rolling the R way too much. Like, <laughs> like yeah. they're like ramping yeah. up, like starting. My mom would sometimes like if we were going through a Taco Bell uh, thing, she would I remember her one time being like, watch this. And she ordered per, like in perfect Spanish. And she's like, they're going to be surprised when they see me come around. <laughs> <laughs> it was like her fun little joke. <laughs> Wait, did they even know how to speak Spanish at Taco Bell? Yeah, of course. Oh, okay. Yeah, the people. But I'm sorry. Is that because well, my now? Taco Bell like there's a guy named Dale who works there, so I'm like, wait? Are you saying speak. that Latino people may not be named Dale yeah. or Dale? I actually that is true. I actually used to. I met a, several Latinos named William, like oh. people from Mexico. Oh, yeah. That's I bet that's because it's like German Germanic yeah. influence yeah, from maybe. when they all yeah. went there. They had their green eyes, hazel hazel mm-hmm. eyes. Yeah, like from Jalisco and stuff. Jalisco. Yeah. That's funny. Um, for for you, Katie. So you're connected to all these different cultures, and I think what I notice a lot of times is when people like uh, when some white people are like attracted to Asian culture. I feel like my theory is that they are filling a void. Like yes. There's there's a vacuum of culture, and I mean, like, yes. can you speak to that? A little I bit? absolutely agree. I think white, and I have realized it in myself. Like, I try so hard not to be a cultural appropriator, but I do like hip hop, so it's like I don't know how to. You can of, appreciate it. And I appreciate right? it, yeah. yeah. But I I do think, and even actually, my own family, I feel like we're like culture vultures because <laughs> that's what you call it. <laughs> because it is. We don't have. Actually, I think it's. I might be wrong, but I think it's a very specific American white thing because uh-huh. in England, everywhere else you're like, you know, in the homeland. So mm-hmm. you already have your traditions. You're like, 
you know, figgy pudding or whatever right. the fuck you do in England. Figgas <laughs> and mash. Yeah. But in America, it's like we got so diluted and we lost so many of our like cultural things mm-hmm. that we absolutely, I think people anyways want to feel connected to something and have right. something. And I think that's actually a very uniquely American experience of just like wanting to yeah. hop onto things uh-huh. and just kind of picking and choosing what you want. It's also a very white people thing to be like, I want that. I'm going to take it. Right. Of course, you know, <laughs> like even I really think about like the Vikings, like in that's in my heritage. And I'm like, yeah, they were just like, no, we're just going to take this. It's cool. <laughs> yeah. But, oh, I did read a fun, interesting fact about, uh, Vikings because they were like such good seamen as we know. Uh, <laughs> But that they were actually like, the, like, this is an interesting thing of like cross-cultural stuff back in the day that the Byzantine Empire hired Vikings as like mercenaries to like water, guard their waterways because there was so much transport and that's where all their money was coming through. Uh-huh. So like, isn't that crazy to think of like if in the year 900, if you went to like, you know, somewhere in the fucking Ottoman Empire that there would be, I just said Byzantine and Ottoman. I'm so sorry for the like <laughs> history majors. I'm squinching whatever. my eyes. I'm like trying to keep up. I'm sorry. Whichever one it was. But back in the day, yeah, the, there would be like a port and there would be like Vikings among like Arabs and yeah. and all these other. Yeah. It's very interesting. Vikings among Arabs. A- Arabs. <laughs> the Arabs. <laughs> I think one of the most healing moments was um, my mom came to visit me when I was living in Atlanta and this is just me after a year and a half of kind of being silent to her and not being able to even talk to her or speak to her because I was dealing with so much and I knew if I spoke to her I would like pour out everything and I just didn't want to. I wanted to like preserve my dignity around her or something. Hi everyone, this is Vanessa. You just heard an excerpt from my doc, The Launchmat personal exploration of the silence and shame in Asian American culture. If you'd like to contribute your story or learn more about the doc, visit atthelaundromat.com. That's A-T-T-H-E laundromat with an O dot com. Or visit our Facebook page for the Laundromat documentary. Thanks. But you know what I think is interesting that that Katie was talking about appropriating other cultures because, um, you know, the European cultures are very diluted. Like, I mean, I think that that's true of a lot of cultures, like unless you're in like, you know, little Saigon and not really interacting with the outside world, like any culture, whether you're white or not, like you're going to be appropriating other cultures, you know, like, I mean, Katie is not the only non african-american who likes hip-hop you know like clearly so i've heard (laughs) (laughs) like we are you know asian people really like hip-hop too like Mm. but what is appropriation i i think it's more than just liking the things from that culture Uh it's something about i don't i don't really know but or to explain but there's some type of benefit from something that is uniquely supposed to be for people from that culture there has to be something that you're almost sucking from that culture like taking from it or or, or without the respect of you without know the context respect, without yeah. the knowledge yeah. i saw something about interesting about like victorian fashion and how there was like a whole time when like like really exotic like a um like a tiger stripe or something like that would be mm-hmm. really like hip to wear to you know when you were dressing Ooh. up because there was so much trade and and you know yeah, taking the, over the empire yeah but they talk about it as like but decorating yourself with this as the spoils of war and not like, oh, this is my cool, you know, like Navajo thing that I got on a whatever. It's right. like, oh, I got this at Urban Outfitters. Right. LOL genocide. Right. You know, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> so it's it's weird, but or doing it and acting like like we had the idea for the sketch of me rapping really hardcore rap lyrics 
and then all of a sudden everything that I was rapping about actually happens in the room and I freak the fuck out. I'm just being like, yeah, I'll pop you motherfuckers in the book. Fucking love hip hop. And then being like, oh my God, there's actual gangbangers here. Yeah, oh my like, God. Like, like true gangsters yeah. like come in yeah. and just start shooting and she's just screaming. Yeah. Wait, this is actually awful. Yeah. Yeah. And she starts to refer to them as she just did as gangbangers, gang which is like an old man thing to do. Just a bunch of gangbangers all there. Gang the bangers. hood lovers have come. Yeah. They're invading our neighborhood. Oh my gosh, I would go see that. I, I've signed myself up already. I've got. Yeah, I think it's like the, maybe the commercialization and enjoyment without the the knowledge of the context or the anything history. Like that. Yeah. I mean, that's the whole like hipster. I mean, anything, any like fashion that's removed from its, you know. Yeah, um, I, and we. I mean, it always comes up every Halloween. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, well, now we're going to have, you know, like the Chinese rice picker hats and the Native American costumes and the sombreros and the, you know, like yeah. it's, it's something very like, all right. Like I, I just, I hear a collective sigh come from like all the POC websites that are like, like angry Asian man and, uh, you know, like whatever Jezebel, I don't know, whoever yeah. is like in, connected to those kinds of things. And it is about like not acknowledging it and kind of turning it into something that's lighthearted when right. they want that kind of the history to be acknowledged and the, the struggles of the, that particular people. So right. I think appreciation and appropriation are like a good fine know, line. Valid. Yeah, it that, totally is. I went mind. as a white devil this past Halloween. <laughs> oh my gosh, yeah. tell us more. <laughs> that. Dressed all in white as the devil. <laughs> Just had a bunch Just of people as a white color person. around me and I was pressing them. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I did. <laughs> that reminds you cracking me. a whip. I was cracking a whip. Yeah, that that was my answer. No, it was to more all economic enslavement. Native American, Asian costumes. That's crazy that so they're bad. still doing that. I did. Okay, that reminded me that in high school I did. Okay, admittedly, I dressed up as Miss Swan because I liked comedy. <laughs> yeah. But I did dress up as Asian, like, yeah. and it was I because I had a kimono or something. I don't know, but it was I was Miss Swan and not generic Asian. Right. So I want to qualify that. Oh wow! Did you I like that the room just got chilled. Well, I was, no, I was, I was, I was like, wondering okay, whether I should me. admit to a <laughs> costume that I wore one year. A what? what? But I went to a bad taste Halloween party. Okay. Uh, oh, so okay. the point was to you know be offensive. So my friend and I were like, we didn't, we couldn't think of anything until the last minute, and so then we just ended up buying a bag of oranges and. Um, Peanuts oh, you went as an immigrant? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Selling. Yeah. I gotcha. So, yeah, but I it was at a bad out. taste party. Yeah, the yeah. point was to be offensive. Yeah. 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 Well, my, my family was pretty Americanized, so mm-hmm. I'm pretty sure I've worn my, you know, my share of sombreros and like, <laughs> you know, like gauchos. <laughs> you know, gauchos like, were in for a while, actually. <laughs> they were. You know, sometimes they really do serve as very warming. <laughs> but... But yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, I guess uh, we have had an excellent, enjoyable time. And I wanted to kind of like maybe close us out with like, what do you think is your definition of being American? Like, what does it mean to be American like here and now? Wow. Okay, okay, we can pause it. Is this, our, is this, is this we, where we should take an interlude for American. Stuff? Um, I don't know. I... I guess I don't know. I, what is it to be American? Hmm, that's a great question. I don't even have answers, so to be American, can just take their time. Well, I mean, we can all I, when we have experiences of 
going abroad, you know, no matter like what race we are per se, you still know you're culturally American, you know? Yes. And I realized too. That is one thing that is very interesting. The world does not look at you as like, oh, are you, do you have an Irish background? Are you Chicano? You're American. (laughs) Yeah. Even if you look completely Latino, your last name's Gonzalez. If you go to Mexico, they're like, you know, you're from El Otro Lado. You're from the other Mm. side. You're American. They don't consider you Mexican. And I think that that's kind of unifying in a way that we're all just. Yeah. Or even I like know. I I realized after uh, you guys invited me and I realized what the podcast was about. I was thinking that I have a lot of friends who are all like um, first gen- te- first generation is technically born here. Born here. Born yeah. here. Depending on if you count Japanese or the Chinese way. There are different ways, but it's that's a, how yeah, we- technically born here. But I was like, oh, actually, I have so many like multicultural friends, and I was like, but they're all first generation, so they're not like. You know, they grew up with immigrant parents, but they're not immigrants. But they're all American mm-hmm. by definition, you know. But okay. what it make what it means to be American? American. I do feel I, I just went to Oaxaca, Mexico, which is such a thing to brag about as a white person. <laughs> Up in the mountains. In Oaxaca, um, the traditional uh, things. But uh, I realized as American, I feel a kind of actual like sense of um, like confidence or like which is unwarranted. Like, you know, I go somewhere and I'm like, oh, I want to try that. I want to see this. And I like have no, oftentimes, you know, the biggest complaint about Americans is that we're like loud and like disrespectful in all these other countries or whatever. But it's just because I'm like, oh yeah, I'm excited and adventurous and I want to see all these things. But it might not always be, that can come off as like disrespectful or entitled, you know? Mm -hmm. But I don't think... um, Do you think maybe being American is this struggle and is this dialogue of how to interact with each other in this kind of country that was born out of diversity, but also racism at the same time. And Mm -hmm. it's, it's very American to like list everything in your background. It's very American to do all that. Cause a lot of other countries, I know that there are lots of other composite culture countries now, but I feel like America is one of the biggest ones that our identity is kind of skewed because we have like that kind of Americana classic identity, but then we also have another side to us where we also identify with other cultures from our background that we actually, some of us don't even have much of a connection with, Mm -hmm. you know? And I don't know. I think it's that struggle. That's a good point. I, I would say too, that it is, I think no matter what your background is, if you're like American, it's the idea of if you're a good American, it's trying to be better because as much as there's so much struggle in this country, but the way we treat like, uh, like disabled people compared to other countries, go to any other country. Mm. And like, we have crazy social services for Mm. kids with autism. And like, it's not, it's, it can be very broken and a hard system, but we're like trying, you know? And as much as you see the, yeah, the Americana picture, like, look at us all. We're all, even when I'm aware of it, I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a cultural appropriator, but I might be doing it anyways. Like, yeah. hmm. I think maybe it is that weird struggle because we're such a big country uh, between um, two opposing forces, you know, whether it could be Democrat, Republican, the North or the South, people who are, you know, immigrants and then people who were born here. I feel like there is this, it's, it's this struggle to be better together. Mm-hmm. I, I think that's what being American is to me at least. I'll take it. Yeah. I'll take, it. I'll, take it. I'll take all of those. April? I can't follow up with that. I think that those are great. Oh, crap. I, I, I do want to add, though, um, maybe, okay, yes, this is the follow-up. It's not even an add-on. It's it's like, I think, to add to that, like, 
I personally, you know, like was born here, third generation. I'm even like on my mom's side, at least that side of my family has been here longer than Cheryl, my white roommate's family, you know, like, and so there's things like that that happen where, you know, like, you know, three to four generations of women in LA, you know, growing up. And I have very little connection to like the language though. I, you know, like I feel like a cultural appropriator sometimes when I'm like, wait, how do you say this? What does this mean? You know, like, what is it? What is it that we do during Chinese new year's? What? You know, and, you know but uh, I, in some ways, like I'm an outsider, and, but I'm still very critical of like, yeah, the American process. And I think part of that is our expectations of what this country is supposed to be doing mm-hmm. for us and what it means to, you know, like we just have higher expectations. But my roommate, who's like second generation um, on her mom's side, you usually count on your dad's, I guess. But, you know, um, she she speaks Japanese fluently. She's been, you know, to Japan and lived there a number of years to like you know, teach English and things like that. And she tells me about how proud she is to be an American. And, you know, it's that moment where like, you know, Michelle Obama's like, says like this, this is like, this is one of the moments where I'm proud to be an American. Everyone's like, Oh, she's not always proud to be an American. And I'm like, no, there's times in our history where we're not proud to be Americans, you know, like, like you talked about the racism that exists, you know, along with the diversity and a city like Los Angeles was, is built on a lot of racism. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Even the, there's like, just like the freeways were constructed so that buses couldn't pass under them in order for people to like not get busted to that wow. part of the city. Wow, like poor cultures that are sort of like surrounded by freeways. Yes. Yeah. And oh. like, you know, the um, pollution and all that stuff. And yeah, and dumps are only put in certain parts of the city where they don't have the, enough money to fight a, a, mm. a toxic waste dump being in their backyard. And Eagle Rock, for instance... Oh yeah. yeah, they have the dump above mm-hmm. the the I mean, neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So, um, but you know, it's it's always such a good reminder to be around my roommate who loves to be an American, who who's been out in the world, you know, where um, you guys <laughs> definitely pass for American, but I'm still called Chinese, mm-hmm. and then they're like, they have this like it's disconnect. Yeah. yeah, they're like, oh, you're not Chinese. Uh, like in France, for instance, like you know, like I would receive probably more overt racism because they think I did, I'm a Chinese tourist or a Japanese tourist, right. which mm-hmm. they're not viewed that highly, you know, and, and, and whether or not you're viewed highly or not to the French, it's kind of like, right. Well, come on guys. Who, who is? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Everybody's under their feet, but yeah. you know, like it's, it's just nice to know that, you know, people here can have the experiences to go, Oh, well this person can be this and this, you know, and not just one thing. Like, you know, uh, she talks a lot about Japan being very monocultural and how when you stick out, you stick out. And sometimes it's embraced and sometimes it's not. But in America, a lot of times we are constantly re-embracing the other, the outside, you know, and trying to figure out ways you said, like to figure out that tension and, and, and embrace those things. And, we're still figuring those things out for yeah. sure, but it's definitely having a high expectation and then trying to help get everybody else into that place. That's probably what it means to be American. I don't know. I think in America is for the brave. Like uh, it's hard for me to understand and to, you know, explain what is America or what, mm. what is an American to me, but when I think about it from my parents' perspective, mm. like from a, you know, halfway across the world, like what is America? And it's 
you know, opportunity mm. and it's a, a chance for improvement. And I don't know what it is for me, but I am, I am the product of that. You know, I am the product of, of their struggles and their sacrifice. And I don't know any of those things yeah. that they grew up with. Like, mm. you know, I, you know, I'm a foodie. Like yeah. I like things with truffle oil. Yeah. Like my parents don't give a shit about that stuff. Do you, are you also cultivating a mustache? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we all kind of descend whether your family came over on the Mayflower, whether, right. you know, or, or your family came over last year, we all kind of descend from risk takers. Right. Like we, That's all true. of our family took a huge risk to come here because they don't really know what was on the other side. They had hope and opportunity. And then when they got here for so many people throughout history it was not what they expected. Yeah. And there was a lot more work to be done. Right. So I feel like, I don't know how to keep that alive, but to always keep pushing to better. I think that's how we can maybe do our duty is always just keep pushing to, for a better um, society, a better yeah. country. Mm. Yeah. Especially when you see, and I, obviously living in LA and because my mom has been so active in like the Hispanic community and immigrant culture, like when you really look around and see the risk that immigrants take to come here, yeah. whether they're your parents or not, like it's sacrilegious to sit on your laurels and not try to be the best version you can or like to not appreciate what we have here. Yeah. Cause it's I'm, fucking crazy. <laughs> Hashtag fucking crazy. You guys, the immigrant experience is fucking crazy. Uh, oh my but, gosh. but there's a reason like we, it's disrespectful if we don't like fight for that. Cause that's what everybody else is struggling for. Hmm. Wait. So now we're, this is the moment of the podcast where we hold hands. Like, <laughs> no, we uh, I'll take the top part of the harmony. <laughs> I'll go low. You are, all, I'm always sharp. So you need to go. <laughs> ready no you know what i think um i did have one last question um and i think it's this is good for everybody because we are all in a sense like a minority in some way you know like and except for katie i'm, just kidding. <laughs> I'm still a woman and okay no, no and, and then like i mean it's so true right the whole like comedy like yeah. is so you know single white or yeah. not necessarily single but at least white males but um you know for for you guys like when is the time to fight? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, when do you decide, okay, we need to have this conversation. And it's not necessarily like fight. Like it's not going to be a physical altercation. Sometimes I want to. Yeah. Other times I don't. But you guys I'm, weren't aware of this, but what we're gonna fight? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We actually have a fight. Oh, club. A fight club? <laughs> yeah, we don't we don't talk about it though. But it's a turn off. Turn the mic. There are times I actually I think of this memory a lot too of like when I was a waitress at Disneyland all through college and you know, it's, that's where you f first start to learn. I think about, well, I'm not, if you're an isolated kid in the suburbs, that's, you know, your restaurant job is where you're going to start to like encounter like the kitchen bus boys are all, you know, they're all immigrant boys, mm -hmm. you know, mm. boys. Why did I say that? That's what I mean. <laughs> but I remember like this and I would, I would talk to him and, you know, try to like use my Spanish, whatever. And I remember one time one of the bus boys, Slow, you that yeah, in. bus boys, bus men, you know, he was like an engineer back in Mexico city, but he was here wow. and, you know, sending money back for his sons to go to college, blah, 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 blah. And I remember one of the like white blonde, like sorority girl servers, like dicking him on his tip that day. And I remember that he couldn't like, he kept saying, no, the math is wrong. Math is wrong. She's like, what? I don't know what you're talking about. And I remember telling her like, She's like, I don't understand you, you know? And I was like, he's saying the math is wrong, you know? And I don't, I can't recall if it was resolved or not, but I remember feeling like I should have been more aggressive about 
this dumb bitch <laughs> just being a dumb bitch and like sticking up for that because because she knew she could get away with it. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. Like this yeah. is okay because this is beneath me. Yeah, and being like so dismissive and just like whatever. No, you have it, you know. Yeah. And they would work so hard for less because they didn't have the language skills to be serving the customers, but they worked harder than us, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so things like that are opportunities when, or or to like question my own assumptions about things, you know. I feel like I've always considered myself to be a very like liberal white person, but only in the last few years have I realized like, oh yeah, the the hipster racism and cultural appropriation and all those assumptions in myself or even knowing like, yeah, for sure I've said to someone like, what are you? Or mm-hmm. tried to be like try to ingratiate myself with my one word of, you know, Japanese what is or whatever. hipster racism like? I mean, to me it's it's just that like the gentrification, the like not not respective cultures, cultural appropriation, cultural appropriation. Yeah. You take it because it's cool, but you don't really respect or know where it's coming. Yeah. From or like way. saying that, but then looking around and it's like, do you have a friend who is not white? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Other than your one token friend who is right. Who I always say like a lot of, uh, white people qualify things with, you know, like, Oh, and my Mexican friend blank or, I or my gay friend. A... Yeah. Yeah. My gay trainer. Or this um, new thing <laughs> of, um, I don't think that that it, when race is, spoken about especially by people of color i've noticed in groups of white people there can be like i just don't think that that has anything to do with what we're talking about it's like it doesn't for you okay but for other people it really does and the the inability to see that is like i guess could go into like that type of racism because you have to see other people's perspective. Race is an issue for other people. It's not an issue for you because it's not, you're not always encountering it. People don't think of you as, as that, you know, mm-hmm. just like you said with your roommate who you've been, your family's been here longer than her, but yet you're still considered Chinese to some people while she's like American right away because she's white, you know? Right. Yeah. Or the not seeing one criticism I have growing up in suburban conservative Orange County is the like, the idea of like going on a mission trip to Mexico to build right. stuff and being like, and taking your camera and yeah, like taking really moody Facebook. photos yeah. and being like amazing mission trip to yeah. blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But then your conservative parents who you come home to are going to talk about how immigrants need to go home and Mexicans are fucking lazy. And right. this like ridiculous kind of like poverty tourism or like yeah. patting yeah. yourself on the back because you went to Mexico once, but you're like super nervous around the bus boys, right. you know? Yeah. 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 And it's, it's insane because there's also like a sense of, um, oh my God, I'm so glad that I did that. The deed that I do for my life. Yeah. That's my good deed. Like, yeah. I don't know, just, but I mean, a lot of those trips are bullshit. Like my Christian school used to do that, but I, we would hear stories from like the houses were just not built right because a bunch of eighth graders <laughs> yeah. left them. Like, I feel like it would be just be better to get people from the town to build yeah. it because they're adults with like adult brains, you know? <laughs> It's insane. You think their you know? adult brains are going to outsmart those? These, <laughs> these like, you Eagle know, American eighth, eighth graders? Like, come on. <laughs> it's all pictures of us doing yeah. that yeah. over our house that looks like a gingerbread yeah. house. Terrible. Doing the jump shot. Yeah. Like, <laughs> we did it! We did the, it house, yeah. the next picture is the like house falling is collapsed. Yeah. Oh. yeah. Oh, no, God. that's a big thing, poverty tourism. Oh. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything more to, like, fighting the fight. To make America better. Try to fight. What's your fight when you can? I don't know. I'm trying to not be so narcissistic and just kind of accept a life that is like not so me centered, you know, because I think that that is 
getting in my way. And so I think when I can sort of put myself aside and then and remind myself like there are other people who are working really hard, you know, and have worked really hard to put you here. And so, you know, you have to take what you're given and try to pass it on to others mm. in a genuine way and not in a like poverty tourism way of like, I'm going to do this nice thing because it really fits into my idea of me that I really like, you know, um, I don't know. That's cool. Does that makes any sense. No, it does. I mean like, but more explicitly with like race and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. You're more of an activist than I am, I think. Oh yeah, that's that's a term loosely used <laughs> to describe me. Probably. I think in like in general conversations, I just I want people to defend all types of people and all mm-hmm. types of races, and not just the one that they identify with, you know. And like, yes. like you know, I really hate it when you know it's it's a very old issue, but when people say the word gay and they mean you know stupid or yeah. whatever. And I remember in college, like yelling at. Um, not yelling, but having like a conversation that probably mm. lasts a lot longer than he wanted to with a friend of mine who, you know, used the word that way. Mm-hmm. And, and it's not okay to just say, you know, if you know people in your life, then you shouldn't, you know, it doesn't, it doesn't matter if you know anybody yeah. who is gay, who is black, who is whatever, like you should be, you know, defending people at all. Even mm. if you, if they're in your life, if they're not in your life, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and sort of like in a very gentle way, like introducing the ideas of like the importance of culture and um, and history to people who don't understand it. Like my boyfriend is white and he has a lot of friends. His two best friends are black, you know, and he's not a bad person. He's not a racist person, but he doesn't understand that color blindness isn't the way of going about the world mm-hmm. and like fixing the world, you know, and so you know, I try to explain it to him and he doesn't really get it. And I send him an article about it and he's like, okay, all right. Okay. Like fine. (laughs) But you know, Mm. you know, I didn't really talk to him about it afterward, but you know, I kind of just let it sit with him for a while and like, you know, a week passed and he was like, yeah, you know, I really understand what you were saying and how it's not good to ignore someone's history just because you want everybody to be treated equally. You know, that's an interesting fight that you just brought up. That is a really important one is like the fight, you know, with your loved ones or with people you care about when you see them kind of step or say into say something that you don't agree with that you think oh I, you mean you should be more educated about this and because sometimes people can I mean that must have been nerve-wracking to talk to your friend about that because you kind of want everything with your friend to be always good and there's mm-hmm. a risk of you guys losing that relationship but right. taking that risk and kind of engaging in that conversation that's right. also really important because who, sh- who else should you be doing that? You can't do that with the guy yelling racist things behind you in line, but right. yeah. you can, you absolutely should do it with the people in your life, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's so interesting. That's really important. I agree with you. I take that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Which of our friends are assholes and need to be confronted? <laughs> Let's, Let's, yeah. We're making a we list. We should start a new podcast. <laughs> Me and Katie just go to everyone's house, just dressed all in black. <laughs> yeah. Just, let me talk to you for a second. We just need to talk. <laughs> We're having a race intervention. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. Next sketch. Go. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be so amazing. But you have to have a race intervention for like, I don't know, like someone unlikely. Yeah. <laughs> wow, that was really It has lovely. to be someone it has to be someone who thinks they're so progressive but they're actually like a cultural appropriator or someone mm-hmm. who is maybe condescending and then they're just like, "But I have all this tribal 
like decorations <laughs> around my house and it's like honey you know what I mean like <laughs> oh my no gosh. more turquoise yeah. for you <laughs> you know how they used to do like um queer eye for the straight guy mm-hmm. it would be like it'd be like people of color eyes <laughs> For the good liberal <laughs> and actually you know i mean just to speak on um you know uh what you're, you're talking about and starting with yourself and you know um like first of all i think like i need a little bit more forgiveness for people who like just don't get it and like be kinder to them and and but like also like kindly and firmly like direct them to literature or just or just like have a conversation like well why do you assume that that's true you know mm-hmm. because i used to i used to be more snarky about it like someone would say something about Persians, I'd be like, why did you just say all Persians are like that? Like, do you have evidence? You know, like, and that's yeah. not maybe the best way. It's more combative, obviously. And then, and then like, you know, I, I need to more often catch myself in my own prejudices and fears because I think as we all know, as all different kinds of minorities, we still have prejudices about, you know, different, different types of people. Well, yeah. Know? Like, I don't want to oh, yeah. make it seem like I think I'm. Oh, no, no, you no. Know, the perfect. No, no, <laughs> no. We're still oh, all no. working things out. And that comes out with me a lot when I'm driving and I'm like, oh, so you're a terrible person. <laughs> yeah, I'm exactly. like, you're an awful human being yeah. and you need to work on that. Like, yeah. it's so weird. Like In anger things just like oh, that blank. ugly things yeah. that if anyone heard, you would be mortified, mortified. Right. But it's insane. Mm-hmm. You know, anger just brings out the worst. And sometimes stuff that's not even true that you even know. You're, it's yeah. like you're almost saying it to, as if the other driver could hear you, to hurt them. Yeah. Right. You know? Exactly. It's, what do you yeah. say? No. Don't <laughs> want to. <laughs> I'll go by race by race and then you tell me. <laughs> we're going we're gonna to put up some pictures. Of yeah. <laughs> you tell us just like kind of what it makes you think. <laughs> that's word association. Right? That's what I felt when I was saying everyone's like, oh, fuck. Everyone's wondering like who I'm talking about and what I'm saying. <laughs> I think we all, I mean, like, I'm always telling people, actually, Chinese people are, like, the most racist people alive. Like, literally, like, they are so racist. You know, like, and uh, I, I, I have fun with this, too. But, like, for each culture, there's a way of referring to other races, you know. And, oh, yeah. And, and um, I mean, the... Uh... Fucking mix. I'll say that. Do you know that? Oh, it's Irish like a, people? Yeah. yeah. Oh. Turn of the century slur. Yeah, mix. <gasps> mix. Mick. Oh, Mick? Mick. Uh-huh. Which I love signs old. Have you ever seen old pictures of like, um, we don't no, serve no yeah. Irish whites only. I'm yeah. like, in what <laughs> universe yeah. did Irish people not count as or white? They Jewish? were fucking vermin. That's, I mean, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. Also I am. You just got me to I be like, like mm, yeah, because yeah. it like, took me to be processed. I was like, I mean, yeah, Katie, they are <laughs> yeah, they're I'm awful. just like an agreeable person. Uh, they're, they're potato famine. They yeah. can take totally. that elsewhere. It's in my, I, that's obviously in my blood. So right. I'm allowed to, yes. I did Irish step dancing for God's sake. Come on. She was like, you know, I know first they are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Those vermin stepping next to me, crying tears about their famine. No, uh, yeah, but maybe that's a that's a, a linguistic conversation for another time. Um, we can either close it up or yeah, sounds good else? to me. Yeah.
Nope. They, they have to get their gelato soon. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was super fun and super yeah. stimulating. Yay. It was very yeah. interesting. It was oh, so much fun yeah. to have you guys. Yeah. I'm sorry yeah. that I got, like, really dark. No, I just, like, we love it. I'm looking at the <laughs> We're all starting to, like, slouch <laughs> with, the, like, Mike's It's getting dark. Uh, yeah. So dark. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Let's cut this part well, out. Well, thank you for so fine. much for coming. I'm so glad that you, I mean, you guys are so, like, thoughtful and so, thank you. you know, smart and just a wonder thanks for having us we it's so much fun, fun. If you were Come not thoughtful or smart yeah. we'd, we'd have dismissed you right <laughs> yeah. away but how clearly... hard is it to listen to podcasts where like the host you can tell the host is not interested in the guests like and they realize it halfway through yeah, yeah, yeah. listen yeah. to Marin it's, uh, where most of him he's great but then there's some people where he'll just be like hmm yeah he doesn't follow up yeah. <laughs> or he feels like sometimes I think he feels threatened you know by like people who have oh. like a really like there's one particular guy who I was like <laughs> This interview needs to end. He's being such a dick to him. Oh my god! Like he's, yeah. Yeah. That's okay. Funny. Well, hopefully somebody will call us out. Um, to all our listeners out there, for the listeners, <laughs> <laughs> that's what we're gonna call you, our listeners. Yeah. Um, rate and review. Also listen. Yeah. Oh, can we plug? Can please we, listen. Oh, and then oh please, 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 please. Straight yes. white males. You can follow us on Facebook, Straight White Males Comedy, and we do a monthly show at the Copper Still. In Koreatown, in Koreatown on uh, Beverly and Western. Yeah. Amazing. Yes. Um, and we have a YouTube channel. We're doing more sketches this year. So YouTube channel, Australia Mills Comedy and Twitter at SWM Comedy. Also, if it wasn't clear, they're they're not both straight no. white males. So <laughs> just sign yourselves up. Yes. Well, totally. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you so much Thanks. to the two Thank of you. you. Thank you. so worried because like you're the first white people we found like, so we're like what how do we so do much. this <laughs> who are the may I touch your hand we're, we're so gentrifying pale. your podcast <laughs> we are yeah we've we come in to make hard as you should that is so funny yeah uh, the gentrified it. edition Orange <laughs> County white girl gentrification and, and what do you do I'm from Eagle Rock that's what I do <laughs> yeah <laughs>